Mr. Santa Rosa used to be a jiu-jitsu fighter. His story is so exciting, it's a real nail-biter. Mr. Santa Rosa comes to us from the country of Brazil. He'll share with us how he perfected his privacy law skills. So on today's podcast, I am thrilled to be joined by Dirsu Santa Rosa. He is the country leader of the Brazil IAPP. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Noah. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be uh, participating on your podcast. I'm, again, not still not very familiar with uh, podcasting and stuff. This is sort of new to me. So it's a very exciting experience for me. And I hope uh, I'm able to, to uh, not only entertain your audience, but also be able to share some content and uh, and and bring some interesting perspective to you guys uh, to, to to your listeners your listeners yeah thank you so much yeah we're honored to have you and i'm glad that uh, this is the first experience into the podcasting world so we'll start uh, from the beginning you grew up in in brazil um so right, talk right. about that um, talk about growing up and uh, also sort of what were you thinking about as a kid what did you uh, want to be growing up I guess the the probably the least thing I was thinking about when growing up was becoming a lawyer. <laughs> Not to, I, I, I grew up in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I uh, I went to middle school, high school. I I was I had a, a significant interest in, in music and uh, also sports, but I, I was not gifted in any of those. But I, for example, um, during high school, I was very, very involved in, in, in music and I, I felt uh, I was probably going to be, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I was probably going to be a musician. But then I started uh, learning about this thing that was new at that time called hip hop and uh, house music, whatever uh, I started getting into this 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 whole new world and experiencing a lot of stuff involving music and i just uh felt like well maybe um uh, my career path uh is not going to be that traditional i thought maybe i'll be involved go i don't know go to music school or do something different however i came from a very i come from a very strict family and my parents didn't give me a lot of options. It was either go to med school, law school, or engineering school, because those are the only three that they felt were, were, were going to be uh, uh, options for me. So at the time, uh, it, it, it's important to note that in Brazil, it's different than in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S., law school is a graduate school. You go to undergraduate school, and then you choose law school. Here in Brazil, we have... Uh, Law school is around uh, uh, from takes uh, five years, and you pick law school when you're 17 years old, 18 years old. So at that time, when I was thinking about what I'll probably pick, I felt well, you know, I like seeing those folks well wearing suits and ties. I was watching a lot of movies, and I think, well, it should be cool, you know. Maybe that's a that, that could be an interesting idea to be to go to law school anyway just to start law school and see 
how it goes. And uh, I uh, here in Brazil, it's uh, the 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 applicate when you have to apply to law schools, the procedure is completely different. It's uh, right now it's a national exam, but there used to be specific exams you have to take at the law school to join in. So, for example, if you're let's say in Rio de Janeiro, you're probably gonna at 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 the time I was uh, considering. I, I would have to uh, to take specific exams, which are very difficult, and you pretty much have to study the whole year to get there. Like your last year of high school, it's pretty much dedicated to studying for these exams. Um, it's uh, it's very different from, from the U.S. If you consider that in the U.S., you have your, the grades you already have in high school, and you, you get your uh, maybe a recommendation letter from your the advisor from your high school and stuff and some career advice and and you might you might join in the the law school you uh you like to 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 join or not here it's pretty much exam based so uh it's it's usually a tough year for everyone when they want, want to join i was uh lucky to be able to join um uh, uh, a very good uh, private school in Rio de Janeiro, which is Catholic University of Rio. I also draw, I, I also was able to uh, to pass the exam for for other schools, but at that time I was a bit of a rebel, so uh, I wanted to rebel myself against my mom and dad. So I I picked uh, journalism to instead of law, but I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him. So I said, no, I'm not going to, I passed them, I, pa I passed it, but uh, I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't enroll classes because uh, I, I, I thought my, my, my mother, my mother was not going to be happy if she knew about it. And I was able to join a, a private school here in, 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 in Rio de Janeiro called Catholic University of Rio de Janeiro. Uh, uh, I had a, an opportunity to have a great education at the time. Uh, during my time at, at PUC, which is a, a, a Catholic, uh, I was uh, also involved in music because I, I, I used to DJ at the parties in law school. So it was like, well, you know, I'm, well, I figure out a way that maybe, you know, I'm having some fun and, um, you know, um, uh, taking classes and stuff. And uh, it ended up that maybe uh, within the, my time of uh, during law school, I also started getting more involved in martial arts, particularly Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, it was pretty much when I was starting uh, law school. I had some time left, so I enrolled uh, with some uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes. I, I, I had no intent to... Maybe it was just for, I don't know, just to to uh, uh, for fun or doing some so, sort of, uh, you know, extra sport, sporting activities or something like that. And I ended up um, not being excellent, not being a very gifted athlete, but I was good enough to win some uh, tournaments and started, uh, 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 I, I even started thinking about that as a career at that time during law school. And I was just, on law school here thinking, well, should I, uh, you know, just finish law school and, you know, get into DJing or just finish law school and, 
I don't know, just uh, get a career into fighting or something or just teaching jiu-jitsu. I, I don't know. It was just, I, 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 you, you, got, you got to imagine, uh, usually when you're in law school in Brazil, uh, you are pretty much a 20, 21-year-old guy. Uh, if you compare with the U.S., it's not like you already have your life planned. With all the respect, I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's not like you you have your whole life planned. You're still thinking, well, maybe you you uh, you did an undergrad in uh, um, I don't know uh, uh, chemistry, English, or something, and then you're thinking, should I go to graduate school? Should I uh, you 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 exercise your options as they appear here? It's more like, you know, I'm in law school over there, really, you know, just doing fine. I, I, for most of the time, my time in law school, I didn't know if I had an idea whether I want to be in law school at all because I wasn't uh, exactly finding all the, the, the subjects that we're studying very interesting. But, uh, and this is something fun. At the last semester... I had to take an extracurricular class, it, which is just something that for some strange reason I, I ended up not doing. At that time, I was a, tra I was a trainee at a, a, a tax auditing firm, just, you know, um, pushing myself a little hard on, 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 you know, doing an internship and with the same time doing law school. And I forgot to take one credit and I needed that credit to graduate. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I forgot to take the credit. I, I, I'm bad at math. You know, many lawyers are bad at math. So this one credit was uh, what they call at that time computer law. And I'm like, really? Yeah, it's, it has this thing with intellectual property, you know, and technology. I say, yeah, well, I like computers, so. Let's take a look into it, and and the timing fits my fit in my schedule. So we're like, well, this fits my schedule, and so it's this as this very unique thing. I wouldn't say I kind of fell in love with it, but at, at the end of my time in law school, I figure out, oh, now I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> now I want to <laughs> do something like 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 this, and. And that was uh, part of my law school experience. I would say my law school experience in Brazil, uh, in Rio de Janeiro, uh, a few blocks from the beach and, you know, a very nice campus. Although here in Brazil, we often don't live on campus. So we usually uh, go to school close to home. So I was uh, uh, in the same city with my family and stuff. So it's a little bit of a different environment. But that was a, a pretty much at the end of my law school years. I felt well, there may be something here that I would like to become. And um, as strange as it may seem, uh, when I finished that that uh, uh the, maybe the last day of class, I asked the professor, "Hey, I love this this area of law, but." is there any way I can get an internship or I can get a job or something? And he was like, oh, probably you're not going to be able to. You're already, like, you know, finishing law school. You know, they're not going to give you, like, 
an opportunity if you don't have any uh, uh, experience. But you do have good grades. So maybe one thing you should consider is uh, going to the U.S. or just going elsewhere and doing a, a, a master's degree, an LLM. You can do an LLM. And I had no idea what an LLM was that was at that time. I was like, really? Would that be my only option? And said, maybe not your only option, but if you don't do it, you're not gonna be uh, uh, you're not gonna be able to study more because at that time in Brazil, uh, that was it. I mean, this was this was just uh, they say, well, they're not. Uh, it's it's gonna be very difficult for you. To there no no um, I would say there were no extra courses there were no uh, associations nothing that you can you know no way you could go to 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 learn more and I was so excited about that this was like on the end of the law school on my law school uh, uh, and I just figured it out wow I mean now that I know that I want to be a lawyer. Uh, my only option is trying to go abroad. And so I spent around maybe six or seven months figuring out uh, the whole LLM application process and, you know, uh, trying to get in touch with schools, uh, figuring out whether I should be able to, uh, uh, how to apply and uh, trying to improve my English and stuff. And I was uh, happy that maybe because of my grades, I really had good grades at the time. I was accepted at uh, all of the schools that I applied for. But for some schools, I was able to get a scholarship. And uh, some schools offered me a better option. Uh, I even for one or two schools, I asked whether there would be an option if I wanted to, uh, uh, maybe just because of the jiu-jitsu thing, has some similarities with wrestling. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to see if they have uh, scholarships or graduate assistance on wrestling, whatever. Something that, that I could do just to 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 make sure that I could uh, save save some money. And uh, at the end, I was able to get a, 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 a an opportunity to go to to law school in DC, George Washington University. At a time. It was pretty much intellectual property. There was no uh, privacy. And we're talking in that we're way back in the we're in the nineties, so there there wasn't much uh, 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 the privacy law, uh, privacy data protection law as we know now at that time was way uh, 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 below what what we what we have now. So I had the opportunity to go to the U.S. I tried to summarize that as much as possible. I had a great year. Before we, before we jump into that uh, experience, I'm curious. You said at the beginning when you started at um, in in college, you started in journalism uh, without your mom knowing about it. Then you switched, but it seems like you liked law enough to you know end at, at the end of it. You ended up uh, you know going and getting even more law education, legal education. In America, what, what was that shift? And I guess, how did you, first of all, how did you transition oh, from, from uh, you know, switching it, eventually into law school? And then did you like it so much that you, you kept going? No, no, it's totally different. I mean, we, 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 for example, in Brazil, we don't use the Socratic method. So in Brazil, you just study after class. 
in the U.S. you have to study before class. I mean, <laughs> this is just how it, 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 it shifted everything. I mean, just uh, I, I, I can definitely tell you I was very young, fresh, you know, maybe not prepared for, I would say, going to law school with uh, students which were more mature and were more, I would say, uh, focused or already had a, 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 a particularly career, a particular career path that they might have been interested at. I was just a young kid coming out of college, uh, happy to be in the U.S. where I could get a lot of uh, records, happy to be uh, living college life in the U.S. And and this is what, how I, I I showed up the first day at. at I, I sometimes compare myself as well, with all due respect, as like you see those that movie Legally Blonde, right? <laughs> when she shows up in law school, like, oh, this, this looks like it's gonna be so much fun or something like that. And when I sit down and I started, oh, is this much to read? Is this much to study? Wow, this is too it's a lot of extra work. And I had no idea uh, when I when I when I hopped in. But uh, as you mature, and I, and I, and I had an, and it, why I say it was probably one of the, the greatest times of my life, it was an opportunity to get myself uh, to mature and to be able to, that was my first time I was living out of home alone without my family and stuff in another country. And so it's a, it, it was a, it was a very different experience. And the experience, for example, one thing that we don't have in Brazil that is more common in the U.S. is that, for example, in the U.S., there's, I'm not sure how it, how it is nowadays, but at the time I was in law school, it could be a bit competitive between students, like because of the, the, the grade curves and stuff, that it sometimes can be competitive. Like, uh, for example, if you want to be on the top 10% of your class, I'm, I'm not sure. Is it still the same way, right? Some students right, would be right. very competitive to be on the top 10%, top 20%. It would give them a chance for an internship and stuff. And in Brazil, we, we used to uh, share materials. Like, you know, uh, it's very different. And, and when I came to the U.S. and I was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't get this class well. Can you lend me your class notes? And people are like, are you crazy? No, no, we can't land you class notes. I mean, really? you, you, you end up learning about this. Of course, uh, you make friends later and then you start sharing your class notes and stuff and you, you get to, into study groups and, you know, you understand how U.S. law school is like. When you come in from a different culture, from a different legal culture, from a different legal education culture, and you get to a, a, a different environment, uh, it can be gruesome at times. I don't think it, nowadays it would be the same thing because of all the information that you can gather and learn. For example, uh, uh, many law schools come to Brazil right now to recruit uh, mm -hmm. students to come to, 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 to do LLM programs abroad. At that time, it's, this was very difficult to happen. So... I pretty much had no idea of many schools that I applied for. I'm just I'm sending the transcripts and letters. I wasn't able to get a lot of contact with a lot of schools. 
So I, I can tell you that the, the, this, uh, there was a, a, there were at least a few months in which I felt this cultural difference very deeply. And, uh, but then I adapted myself properly. You know, uh, I got adapted to college life, law school life, and, you know, having to, to, to get the necessary workload. And I was able to get my LLM degree. Wow. Was there any uh, Brazilian community there in, uh, in, in uh, D.C.? Yes, yes, yes. There were, for example, in my class, there were other two uh, Brazilian students, Otto and Erica, and I say hi to them if they listen to the podcast or not. I'll tell them that I said their names so, <laughs> to see if they did. But uh, uh, D.C. has, uh, uh, I would say, uh, a lot, I wouldn't say a large Brazilian community, but there is, there is a Brazilian community there. So on a certain perspective, uh, it was, uh, I would say, uh, um, even at, at the school, but not in the law school, but at, at the, the, the at GW, there were, there were other Brazilian law students, people who get together at times, sometimes on a, on a Sunday uh, evening, just uh, um, chat a little bit in Portuguese, but... Uh, but I'll be be honest with you. I uh, during the, the my second semester in law school, I found myself an American girlfriend, and I just you know ran away from the from those guys. <laughs> and I was spending much more time with her friends and stuff. And uh, and well, you know that's why what I said. That's why I I I I I told it. It, it was for in a certain perspective, even though I had to study hard, hard, and maybe. I never studied as hard as I studied there for, for when I was in law school, but those were some of the best times I had in my life. Wow. I played on the rugby team. I was just, you know, I had a lot of, I did a lot of extracurricular activities. It was really uh, uh, a very uh, unique experience, and I carry deeply in my heart. Every time I go to DC, and because of the IPP, I go to DC every year. Every time I try to stop by a GW, you know, uh, and take all those memories show up of me carrying books and stuff. And, oh, my goodness, am I going to pass or something like that? But that's just the beginning of my career. You know, this was 20-something years ago. And at that time, I had no idea I, wanted to, I was ever going to be a privacy lawyer. At that time, I was just uh, thinking, well, I'm going to get a degree here in the U.S. I'm going to go back to Brazil. And well, I'm gonna now I'm gonna have a chance to get hired, right? And uh, that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, yeah. You so know, let's uh, jump into that then. What uh, what happened next? You you went back to to Brazil then, right yeah, after? I I, uh, I I was able to to get an intern, uh, and I I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I had in the U.S. to get. Uh, to be a summer associate at a law firm and to get an internship at uh, another law firm. And I stayed uh, in the U.S. for a couple of extra months after I graduated. Um, when I got back to Brazil, I thought, well, this is going to be easy. You know, I'm just going to send a, uh, some of the firms, you know, to the, the local firms. I'm going to send them letters. I'm sure that uh, they're going to find a spot for me or something. But... Uh, 
because I was studying technology law, internet law, computer law, most of the firms had no idea what I was studying. So they were like, oh, really? Yeah, this is fun, but we don't. Have, we might not have a job for you. Maybe you should have studied M&A. Maybe you should have studied, uh, I don't know, international business transactions or whatever. I mean, some, some, I, I, I was getting a lot of rejection letters. So when I got back to Brazil, it took me a while to, uh, to get myself uh, 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 to start, to really start my career. And I would say that I started my career as an intellectual property lawyer. It's important to note, Noah, that during my time in the U.S., uh, there were not many uh, people that uh, that used to. I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu right now is very popular in the U.S., but back then there was pretty much nobody that knew Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And uh, I would say maybe only in California, the Gracies, and some specific cities. So I I I was just uh, uh, for for. A few months, I was also considering the idea of sticking around in the U.S. for a while and maybe even even staying there and opening up there and opening a, a gym. I was considering the idea. I was like, oh, well, you know, this seems like a good business opportunity. But the problem was the the that you know, then my mom was so uh, uh, was thinking, oh, we invested a lot of money on him becoming a lawyer. I got student loans that I needed to pay. So I think, well, it's the best idea to come back home to Brazil and take care of my loans first. And then I I might think about going back to the U.S. later, which didn't happen. Interesting. Yeah. Well, how does, uh, just for folks that are curious, how does jiu-jitsu in, in Brazil differ from uh, jiu-jitsu uh, in America or elsewhere? Oh, uh, the the uh, the what we what, what what we call Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, was, on a certain perspective, was not created in Brazil. Jiu-Jitsu came from uh, we uh, there's a, a, a very well-known family, the Gracie family, that were pretty much the founders and uh, of, of of what we understand as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They are from Brazil. Some of the Gracies are. Uh, 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 relocated to California, where they started a uh, 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 building um, uh, uh, the gyms and uh, and jujitsu became popular in the U.S. after you started having the UFC. You know those UFC MMA fights. Uh, the difference, uh, I would say, maybe right now the difference between the jujitsu that we do in Brazil. And the jiu-jitsu in the U.S. because a lot of teachers, a lot of black belts like me or many other folks uh, decided to move to the U.S. and to get a better life and uh, live it. If you have to live out of jiu-jitsu here in Brazil, it's very difficult. Otherwise, in the U.S., depending on the state, on where you you live, you might be able to 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 have a a very good, uh, uh, a very good life. So uh, many, many teachers uh, flew to uh, U.S. and started started opening gyms. Right now in D.C., there are I was I, I, I was uh, I'm probably sure there are some there is a jujitsu club in the Ohio State. I'm not sure, 
I'm quite sure there should be so many schools and, and and I and I'm honest with you. If there is, please start jujitsu. Brazilian jujitsu is one of the best sports you can do. I mean, it's a, it 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 helped uh, shape my character. It helped me a lot during my career. I was able to uh, to I would say uh, to learn a lot of skills that were important for me, even for my career as a privacy lawyer. I mean, not the skills of you know choking anybody or, or anything, but the skills are being persevere uh, to to try to 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 understand that you don't know you're not supposed to know everything um that you know sometimes you might face an opponent that's better than you and it will submit you choke you at the time but then you're gonna have a chance to drill to 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 train with them again and have your your, your chance Uh, there are a lot of things that you can learn from uh, martial arts in general, and I, and I'm being myself a, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. I'll tell you that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the best one, but many martial arts will bring you the e even the mental skills and concentration that will allow you to succeed in a lot of stu uh, stuff in life. It's for me. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, I, I totally recommend. Uh, 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 this is one of the things that I would love to do if I, if I have a chance, maybe in the in the next few years on IPP. As soon as we, uh, I learn whether we have more jujitsu uh, uh, practitioners or or folks that like jujitsu, that we figure out a way that people will, will will get to train together. It's a it, it, it's a very unique experience, and uh, I I can tell you this, Noah. It's a, uh, uh, it's a uh, It helped shape my character, and I think it's a great uh, uh, tool to, even if you're a law student and you're struggling with uh, um, needing to, you know, to, uh, how can I say that? You just, you just need to, 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 to get yourself out of the, the books and stuff and have some time to concentrate on other stuff and just to, To 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 uh, some people like video games, some people like music, and you know sports you know, can, are, are also good options. Some people like running, doing jujitsu can be a good thing, and I, I definitely uh, recommend it to anyone. Interesting. So for any uh, folks listening that are in the privacy space, but also do some uh, jujitsu, so. Please uh, get in touch with me. With Please get in touch with me. <laughs> Connect with me. Sounds Let good. me know because I I, I, mm -hmm. I once once in some of the of the, of our events or an IPP in DC, I get to know some folks and they tell me, "Hey, I'm I practice jujitsu as well." And I say, "Great, man. I mean, so we're brothers. So just uh, you know, it's a it's a whole different experience and it's it's so much fun. And uh, I I I I love to as you can uh, say, I love uh speaking about many topics and one of them is privacy and jujitsu is the other one so amazing okay, about well, the, so... my djing career my djing career at that time is important to say that it already went uh down the drain i mean when i was at the time during like you know uh ended up uh with my career becoming my career as a lawyer and intellectual property I uh, just uh, uh, 
felt like it wasn't very good to uh, to keep DJing. And curiously, some of my first clients were folks that were either artists or DJs that used to uh, work with me. When I started having my own clients, when I was a junior associate at a firm, you know, they they would let me take some small clients and, you know, smaller stuff. And uh, many of those were folks that I was friends with. And then some of these these friends as well were into uh, internet startups. So it was like, oh, well, this is fun. You know, those companies showing up, you know, interesting. And then at that time, but this was how it was at that time, there was always this privacy policy that someone copied from uh, this huge document that someone copied from, I don't know, some other uh, company. And so they say, oh, we already have a privacy policy here. So this is, this is how it works. So we just put the privacy policy on the website and stuff like that. This is why I tell you that I honestly did not start working on privacy at that time. At that time, it was more like an internet technology lawyer doing stuff. And once in a while, answering a question about privacy. But most of the time, it was like, you know, um, how, how it was back in the day. Oh, this is a big privacy policy. Uh, we'll just put it on the website. No one's going to ask about anything. Because in Brazil at that time, there was no privacy laws. And so it's a, it was a whole different environment. I would say, just fast forwarding, um, I, I've been through a couple of uh, law firms, had a chance to work with areas such as m and uh, I was able to do uh, a, a lot of work with uh, corporate work and uh, all, all, and even entertainment law in general. I was uh, I was uh, I used to represent a lot of rappers in Brazil. So <laughs> for some strange reason, rappers like like me as their lawyer. Many are great friends and still I still love them. But uh, but. There, there, there is a, a a moment, I guess, so we can uh, get into the privacy when things started shifting to me, and I think this is really interesting. Maybe this is a good shifting point on my on on, on, on what I had to say. Uh, this is uh, maybe ten years ago, eleven years ago. I joined the company. Uh, I. Uh, I'm not going to name the company. Very nice company. Love them. But at that time, maybe it was not the right option for me to join the, that company. I was doing uh, part of uh, an area of law that I just didn't like. And then there was the option of, um, you know, there was this opportunity that nobody wanted, which was to study privacy. Oh, we have some privacy work here that nobody wants to do. You know, we have this, even though the company is international and they have this privacy teams all over the world. Nah, this is not a, something that we really like to do in Brazil. So maybe if you want to, if you want to take it, you take it. You can start studying this. It's fine. And I had the chance, and this was probably, this is, this is why it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, because at the 
this was not the where I thought that I was going to see something that was going to change my life. Because of a certain perspective, I was working at the company that I was doing something that's not exactly very interesting to me. And I ended up, uh, well, this is something, wow, this is, I would say, gold. I mean, this is, this is really nice. All these things, I mean, everything, all this new area of flow going on. And uh, why nobody wants to study that? Why nobody wants to, to you know, this is so, oh, there's so much information. I mean, and this is, the, one day this is going to, this is going to happen in Brazil. I mean, one day this is, I'm sure this is, uh, uh, this, this area will evolve. And I started, when I was working at the company, I started studying privacy law like crazy. Like, okay, I could just, my extra hours, I, I was just studying. Any, any materials I could get on privacy, I got in touch with a lot of folks on the company. They were very nice to mentor me. Uh, I had good mentors and people that were like, oh, regardless of whether there's law in your country or not, you should study. It's good. It's a good area. We're all, we think it's going to evolve. And then subsequently, when I left this, uh, this company to go uh, work at, at a law firm, uh, at the law firm I was, work, I was working with, they had a need for some someone with, with, I wouldn't say privacy expertise, but at least privacy knowledge because they worked with a lot of companies from the US, Europe, there were a lot of international data transfers, a lot of questions about whether or why people would work with Argentina and Uruguay because of the safe harbor principles and not Brazil. So there were a lot of interesting. So the work started to become interesting. And then I, I was thinking, well, this may be something that um, could work out. So I had this, uh, again, I, I may I could say maybe there was this flower that I that I saw under the concrete, and I was like, oh, I just picked this one. Or this this is the opportunity that I was looking for. And so uh, I guess that's I would say how I started into privacy. I, I I'm I'm more like a late bloomer. I would say that I have. 20 something years of experience in privacy, that would not be true. But uh, I at least have a couple of years. And if you think of Brazil, where we just had a uh, last Sunday, we, we just celebrated four years that we have uh, our own privacy law. <laughs> it's uh, right. at least I have a little bit more of experience than four years. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think one fascinating thing throughout the, the podcast. Uh, that I, the folks I've interviewed that privacy is such a new field that uh, if you've been in it for four or five years, you're you're really uh, a, an, an elder. So uh, that's, that's great. Now, you you were a professor for a little while teaching, um, you know, technology law. Talk about uh, that experience. Oh, that's that 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 was is is really fun. Uh, because of the pandemic, I uh, I ended up not uh, teaching as much as I used to uh, because when the classes become virtual, I kind of like the energy of the 
I would say the energy of the classroom, which which I guess is different when it's you're online, and then you're on uh, on on uh, on a room full of students. Uh, that it, 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 I would say uh, it's a very it's it's a challenging experience because uh, one of the fees that you have when you're when you think about, for example, well, I want to teach. So you have to you have to be prepared. There's always the student that, that asks that question that you don't know. There's always that student that's gonna ask the question that uh, you can figure out right away. There's always some student that wants to challenge you with a question. Remember, here in Brazil, we don't have the Socratic. We don't use the Socratic method in 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 a uh, in in law school. So pretty much what we have to do is we we just uh prepare the class uh say uh deliver like uh prepare the class give the class and then the student goes home and prepare for the exam so there are, there's not much debate on the on, on during class so we pretty much uh student will raise hand ask a question and sometimes uh i would say uh i had very unique experiences for example I remember uh, once saying that uh, there was a very far away neighborhood uh, here in Rio de Janeiro. I'm not going to recall where it's at, but I was like, oh my goodness, uh, wow, it, it, it's, it's like taking a ride to the neighborhood. And then the, the student raised their hand and said, I live there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And then there was this case as well of the student that uh, asked me for because she wouldn't be able to, to 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 make it to class because she was going to marry, and I said, "Oh, really? You're going to marry? You're going to why 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 would you why would you marry during class? I mean, no, no, I was only able to get the church on on, on Thursday night, so you I'm not gonna be able to go to class. You marry and say, okay, just uh, that's fine." I'm, why don't worry, don't worry about it. And she sent me the pictures of uh, her marriage just to make sure that it's like, oh my goodness, you don't need that, please. So, you know, I mean, so many things happen. I, for example, prefer to work with uh, what I would call uh, graduate students, like, you know, the law undergrads can be a little complicated. So usually I teach on... Um, what we call here, it would be extension, uh, extension, uh, uh, to try to, to, to figure out what type of, uh, what's the correlate, correlated, uh, 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 type of, of training that you do there in the U S it would be an extension program or, or an LLM or something like that. I, I usually teach on those types of, uh, of courses because at those types of courses, usually you have more mature students, uh, students which are already working at law firms, which already know that they want to know about technology law, which are already interested at, at the subject, not students which, for example, are there in class just because they need the credit. So because this was kind of a, for, a, for a, a teacher, for anyone that teaches, teaches I guess that's the, that's the worst experience, like when you have a class and nobody cares. So people were like, oh, okay, I'm here, just, you know, 
I need to take this credit. So just uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a uh, again, as the experience is different, but uh, it's I really would like to probably go back into it again very soon now that uh, we're closely going back to normal and uh, maybe if the opportunity shows up or um, I'll be uh, glad to go back to the <laughs> the teaching stand. Interesting. One other thing I want to talk about is uh, you have been a court uh, legal expert for, you know, in, in, in courtrooms, an expert witness. Talk about that experience there in Rio. Oh, that that is very unique. For example, our legal system in Brazil is a, it, 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 it's I would say very very different from the 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 system in the U.S. I mean, depositions, evidence, every the the are the whole civil procedure and the the, the procedural stuff. Our our, our our legal procedures are 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 very very different from the 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 U.S. system. For example. And not only talking about whether we use a lot of case law and stuff. So being an expert in uh, for courts here in Brazil, usually it's like you get called up by the judge to just uh, answer, for example, a specific uh, question. Let's say uh, if we just uh, while, while I didn't do that with privacy law yet, but at the time, there will be cases, for example, just to 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 say, can you confirm that this trademark infringes the other trademark, or can you confirm that this uh this music copied part of this other music? Even though I'm not a musician, I'm no, I, I don't have music training or education. Uh, many of the times I had to figure out a way to to you know uh to work with it. Um. Being a court expert in Brazil sometimes has its pros and, of course, has its cons because uh, uh, the parties, uh, and this is actually all during the, the lawsuit, they might discuss what the court uh, expert fees are going to be for like a year. So you present your, your, your proposal and then the parties will look into it and say if they think it's feasible or not. And so the party you might propose, let's say, oh, I think uh, my expert opinion is uh, it's $10,000. And then the party will say, oh, no, 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 I only pay $1,000. That's all I would pay for your, for your opinion. And then this whole discussion becomes huge. And then, the, again, it's, uh, it can be complicated at times. Um, Right now, I'm not doing that much of uh, uh, not not doing that uh, much of that. I, from a certain perspective, uh, because I started doing more uh, litigation, I ended up not taking much uh, 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 court expert cases because it actually happens. I mean, sometimes you're doing a court, you you do an expert opinion on one case and then you're taking another case very similar argument or something like that the lawyer from one of the lawyers would come and say hey but hey during that other case he took the uh, his opinion was like this now he's over here defending something else so it, mm. it can it can get kind of complicated 
But it, but it was a, it is a nice experience. I mean, the good thing is when you, for example, um, work with some, uh, let's say, if you work with very large cases which involve, I would say, significant uh, amounts of uh, money or uh, trademark infringement that has uh, a huge, uh, huge damages or something like this. Um, then it would be a good case in which your expert opinion would be worthy. Other, otherwise, it's just uh, a lot of uh, maybe a lot of hard work. And uh, for you to get paid, it takes about a couple of years. So it can get complicated. Interesting. Now, the privacy market in Brazil, is it uh, big enough? Does the, the LGPD and, and other privacy laws, does that keep you, you know, busy wow. enough to be employed I mean, entirely in Brazil or are you you know working in American privacy and no it's booming and... I mean it's booming it's it, it, it this is a uh this is something we definitely need to touch base at uh with um the Brazilian privacy market is probably one of the I mean it's very unique, uh, and I say that in a lot of uh, classes and uh, lectures or whatever presentations that people ask me to do. Uh, it's very unique when you see a new area of law uh, born out of nowhere. This is pretty much what happened here in Brazil when LGPD uh, uh, got enacted. Because we lived here in brazil for like decades with the idea that well you know privacy is a matter that a concern for folks in europe for folks in the u.s for the ftc for the the this we're very unlikely to have a privacy law here in brazil and there were some folks like me and some other uh scholars and guys who enjoy technology law that would study that, but uh, well, they probably do that because they work with US, uh, U.S. foreign companies that might wish some privacy advice here in Brazil once in a while. But with uh, the GDPR, there was this massive trend that Brazil uh, required uh, also to have a privacy law. So the debate was uh, the entire, I would say, uh, probably there was a law that was shared, there was a, a bill of law that was shelved for like six or seven years and nobody wanted to touch it. And within three or four months, it just, everything just happened so quickly. And I would say uh, this was like 2018, uh, yes, 2018, 2017, 20, 2018. We we're all like, oh, we're going to have a privacy law. We're going to have a privacy law. What? What, what we're going to do. So now uh, all the companies will have to 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 to, uh, to get in compliance with, uh, to start working with data privacy properly. And well, yes and no. Uh, there was a grace period that was for about um, two years, I guess, at least for the penalties. There was a grace period that was uh, set up by the the, the Brazilian uh, Congress and uh, so uh, companies would be able to adapt themselves to 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 LGPD, uh, but again, 
not all companies adapted themselves so quickly. We had a big boom within 2018, 2019 of companies that needed to adapt themselves. And the market started to grow very fast. And I was involved in several initiatives just to, you know, uh, and we were, you know, everything just seemed so bright. And then the pandemic came in. And then COVID and stuff and lockdowns. And this is one interesting thing. This is probably the first uh, law that actually got uh, to start working full time during lock during a lockdown. Because there was like 20, the law entered into full force in 2020. So we were like, everybody, oh, really? Yes, everybody working from home and stuff. And so now a lot of people doing business through, through uh, online. Uh, everybody rushed them, rushing themselves into home office. A lot of pri new privacy issues showing up and, you know, workplace, um, the new the new idea of, of a new workplace and uh, so many things started happening. And then at the end, uh, I can tell you that uh, we are now a much, maybe a much bigger group of professionals than we thought we would have for, uh, say, four years ago. It, it just skyrocketed here, privacy. For um, the good and for the bad, for is the most of the, I guess, the legal market generally and maybe specifically the privacy market, is it all centered in, in Rio or is it all around? No, Brazil? no, it's a, it's a, it's spread. I can say that maybe uh, you'd have the largest market in Sao Paulo. We would be the second market, but uh, you have great privacy professionals, great privacy lawyers all throughout Brazil. I mean, it, it really depends on, for example, the market. If you think, for example, that banks, financial institutions, maybe uh, larger companies which uh, uh, use a lot of customer data, you, you have to understand that Brazilian has, Brazil has over 100, at least 150 million data subjects. So uh, it, 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 it it's not easy to implement uh, privacy compliance within companies, even when here in Brazil with all the singularities that we have here. Uh, but it's a market that's pretty much concentrated in Sao Paulo. There are maybe I would say 75 to 80% of the market is concentrated there. And the rest is spread out through Brazil. For example, here in Rio, a lot of local companies. The uh, huge uh, Rio has a huge uh, uh, entertainment uh, industry, energy. There are some areas which stay here in Rio de Janeiro. And I, from my perspective, there's room for for everybody. I mean, the 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 market is is still blooming. Uh, we had this uh, thing that during the pandemic, uh, a lot of people start rushing into online courses, online training, online uh, trying to, to, you know, to get things together. And now uh, we're seeing the market uh, get, I would, I would say, 
we're seeing the pieces, all the pieces of the market are, start, are starting to settle down. Like, for example, I would say maybe uh, I know about a, a, a very uh, successful Instagram uh, entrepreneur that was teaching LGPD and got like maybe 5,000 students. I don't know if those 5,000 students got jobs, but I know, for example, that uh, I wouldn't say some of them, but I know that the folks who are studying hard, participating on uh, uh, part of the market, they are being able to get to, to get themselves into good positions. And I, I think it's a market that still has room to grow, which is, uh, which is a good thing. Very similar to what you might see in America if uh, there's a U.S. privacy law, I mean, a federal privacy law. Like right now, I know you guys are uh, have to worry about each state, California. You know, you have to study state by state. But if a privacy law comes up, it might be something very similar to what we saw here, like in terms of a, a change, I mean, a rush of new things happening. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a good transition. Looking to the future, where uh, where do you see yourself? What kinds of, and first of all... And there might be room for, for foreign specialists like you. There might be room for foreign specialists like you in the Brazilian market. So, But I'm sure you're going to... Yeah, but I'm sure you're going to do well there. I mean, just uh, just in case you want to just uh, give it a try in Brazil, I mean, there, there, there will be plenty of opportunities. I'm, <laughs> I'm confident about this. I know the, the we're, we, are, we are at the time in which the market is maturing. So uh, uh, now is the time that we, 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 companies are starting getting to know, for example, companies that really rushed in to implement the privacy programs and maybe didn't hire a good specialists are getting to know right now that there may be some things that need that some glitches that need to be fixed, some new things that need to be worked out, some privacy impact assessments that were supposed to be done. Now that our we have uh, the authority, like the Brazilian Data Protection Authority, is that is that is is active now. Uh, we are having some uh, uh, companies and clients which are getting uh, questioned by the authority to provide additional information on, uh, on specific services. And, and one interesting thing here in Brazil, uh, not only the authority, uh, I would say, uh, could be able to ask, I'm not sure if it's the same, the system would be similar in the US, but here in Brazil, for example, uh, consumer-related authorities, like uh, similar to the FTC, consumer-related authorities, uh, state prosecutors, um, they might uh, they might exercise uh, the right to 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 uh, to to investigate and even ask questions about company companies on their the whether how they handle personal data what type of information they're handling. And so I guess we're, we're at a time of, in which the, our whole privacy ecosystem is getting into a point of uh, maturity level that we're, we, we're starting to achieve right now and maybe we're going to evolve within the next uh, few years. Fascinating. So uh, what's next for you? Uh, well, 
Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that, that's a, 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 uh, of course, uh, I'm right now I'm working uh, independently. Uh, and, uh, of course, I have my, uh, 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 I wouldn't say duties because it's so much fun to work with uh, the IAPP and be part of that international community that the IAPP can provide that uh, it's really a pleasure to be to, to be part of that. So um, right now, uh, I, um, I am uh, uh, share. I share my time with part of my time. I'm working with uh, managers from the IPP, and the other part of my time, I'm doing things like, for example, mentoring students and uh, and uh, looking for taking care of some uh, specific clients, looking for some opportunities. You know, uh, just uh, as the market is evolving, um, I'm hoping to get a new some maybe new opportunities very soon. I don't know. I mean the uh well the it's it, it, the the future is a is a blank page so maybe the what what am I gonna write I don't know yet but that but that's definitely something that has to do with privacy. Excellent. Okay. Uh, my last question for you then is for folks that uh, are listening to this and thinking about how to become uh, the next dear choose Santa Rosa. What you know, what have you done throughout your career that has gotten you to, to where you are? I guess uh, if I if I do have to give uh, any, I would say, uh, I wouldn't say uh, advice, but maybe something that I've experienced and I I can pass that experience along to to people is is one. Uh, uh, the first thing is. Uh, ask questions. I mean, you're not supposed to know everything about privacy. No, no one expects you to come out, let's say, of law school. No one expects you to start your career knowing everything about privacy. It's okay not to know. It's when, when you're an experienced lawyer, you get to know that. It's okay to, you know, maybe you're you're interacting with a client or, or, or so, and maybe you don't have that that answer right away. It's okay to go back and, and look into your materials and, and look into your and research and get the right answers. It, 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 it's important to, I mean, one thing, ask questions. I mean, sometimes when you ask the right questions, it's very important for you to get the, the right feedback, get the, 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 the right results you want for your clients. I guess... The second thing I think would be good advice is be client-oriented. I mean, in terms of when I say be client-oriented is uh, many times when you're uh, uh, working with clients, at least right now in Brazil, maybe in other countries it could be similar. Not, not every time your client understands a lot of, of privacy and data protection. So you have to make it uh, not to simplify or to, to, to skip information, but to make sure that what the information that you're trying to pass, the advice that you're trying to pass is that your client understands. And for example, if their team is going to be able to implement. So you want to make sure that you, you have this, uh, the, uh, 
that 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 you can that you want to make sure you want to make sure about this because I can tell you by my own experience. Sometimes when you say oh everything oh the like this like that like that, and sometimes the client simply okay that's great you know oh how much I owe you okay this is the bill then they just shelf uh, put your memo on the shelf and then at the end it's like oh we didn't know what to do with that it was so difficult so complicated we couldn't figure that out. The third and most important thing, which I think is really, really important, is be friendly. I mean, uh, we are uh, as, uh, but that's maybe my perspective. I know there's some, of course, competition around and stuff, but uh, privacy and data protection is a community. Is, uh, I mean, recently here in Brazil, we're, seeing cases of uh, law interns uh, with mental health issues. And this is a big debate here in Brazil. And maybe I was lucky that I was able to work with several nice folks that had patience to to help me, to teach me, to help me mature as a lawyer. And I was always like this with uh, the, the junior associates and everybody that worked with me. I was, I always think, you know, you can be kind to people. You can be patient to people. Be friendly. This is a community. Uh, of course, of course, there may be rivalries. There may be some people that don't like each other. That's fine. I mean, even in families, people don't like each other. There might be a cousin you don't like. There might be an uncle you don't like. I don't know. I mean, but again, if if we think of ourselves as a community. I can definitely tell you it's more fun and it's more rewarding. And when you do good things to people, when you're like doing good things to people, uh, usually good things go come back to you. It's, uh, I, I'm not sure whether this is like a, a <laughs> the best advice, but this is my experience. I mean, when you do good things, you help people. When you're ready to help some, maybe there's a, a colleague that wants to get into the privacy. We see that a lot in Brazil. Colleagues that, colleagues that want to get into the privacy field and they just need some, uh, maybe just half an hour of a conversation will help them so much. And, well, I'm quite sure uh, uh, something good is going to come back. I mean, uh, from my own experience, uh, that's pretty much what happens. And the final one, is uh, my final advice is never stop studying. It's important. I mean, uh, privacy is an area that evolves so fast. Data protection evolves so fast that, for example, if you're not updated with things that are happening, let's say in the U.S. here from or things that are happening here in Brazil, if you're not updated with the things that are happening here in Brazil, sometimes you might have a client that wish specific advice from Brazil, and you don't even know how to look for it. You might have, of course, might know a lawyer in Brazil, like me, I can help you out, but uh, it's much better when you're updated, and this makes a difference as well because it will uh, improve your uh, abilities as a professional, either if you are in-house or if you're going to work on a law firm. Uh, Well, Keep studying, keeping, uh, you know, uh, this area evolves so fast to me. 
it, 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 it's not like some other areas of law that maybe, you know, the law is already stuck. The case law is not going to change much. Here, we're working with a very fast-paced environment. It's, a, again, data protection is also a multidisciplinary area, right? You have the, the whole cybersecurity uh, thing that we have on touch base at, so, which is totally different. And so there's so many things that are happening that if you're not here to study, evolve, learn, interact with people, learn from others, learn from your peers, learn from your colleagues, go to events, uh, go, to, for example, to the IPP events, to any other events. Uh, I don't know if the, the Ohio State has a privacy uh, club or, or just, yeah. you know, a privacy. But if they do, I mean, it's the best place to, for, for, for students to start is to go to their own uh, law school club and get together. It's, I mean, those are the, 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 the professionals that maybe 10 years from now might be opening a firm with you, right? Or might be, are the ones that are voting for you to become a partner, right, Noah? So it's just uh, how it works. It's uh, connections and uh, knowledge, getting to know people and being uh, uh, in your study and, and doing all the hard work, I'm sure it will pay off. Um, I can definitely guarantee that to you. <laughs> wow, all right, excellent advice for everybody. And uh, with that, thank you so much for-, for uh, And do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you have time, do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Try it, try it. This is part of the advice go. as well. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, so do uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm so flattered with the opportunity. Um, um, this was a, a great conversation. Oh, um, I'm very happy. Again, maybe this is uh, the, the kickstart that I needed to make my own podcast. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and if it is in English, I'll, I'll definitely want to invite you to be a guest on my show. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Noah. And thank everyone. Thank, thanks to all everyone that's listened so far. Thank you. Thank you for your patience and uh hope you enjoy it. And uh have all a right, good one. Bye. <laughs>